You're listening to audio from Kingsway Christian Church. If you'd like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit kingswaychurch.org. Hey, everybody. Welcome to A Step Further. It's our weekly podcast from Kingsway Christian Church. My name is Matt Nickerson. I'm the lead pastor at Kingsway and the host for today's podcast. It's really good to be here with you today. We kicked off a new series on Sunday called Elephants in the Church. And the whole idea of this series is we want to talk about four subjects that are kind of hard and controversial. They tend to drive political conversations, though we're not making this a political series. But the goal is to say, look, we want to be people who look, open God's word, surrender whatever God's word says. And uh, that's what this series is about. Even though this may be hard and maybe a lot of churches would avoid talking about them because they're so controversial, we don't want to be that way. And so uh, it's not easy. And what I'm finding is Sunday was really hard for a lot of people. Because there's always so much more to say about the subject. I mean, this was hands down the longest service and sermon that we've, I think I've ever been a part of at Kingsway. Uh, I could be wrong on that, but I think between Narell and I, the pastor shared the stage with me. I think we went a total of 50 minutes at the 11 o'clock. We each took about 25 and that was at least 15 to 20 minutes longer than we were supposed to go. But I say that because even with all the time that we took to say uh, the things we said, there's still so much more to say. And everything you say, there's like, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, and here's the thing. What that reveals to us is there's a bigger conversation that needs to take place. There's a lot more learning to do. And so I encouraged you Sunday, I want to encourage you again to approach this whole conversation in humility, to acknowledge that you don't know everything there is to know. I don't care what your ethnicity is. I don't care what your background is. You don't know everything there is to know. There's more to learn. So let's listen carefully, let's speak slowly, even uh, even not speak much at all, and let's, let's, let's ask questions, do listening, and not get angry. All right, what I want to do, though, is I want to tell a quick story, and then I'm going to jump into a text that's going to help. So when I was, uh, say, 12 or 13 years old, I was uh, a very sarcastic young man. I know that will surprise some of you who know me well, and um, I was in a mall, and it was the first time I remember that my parents let me go shopping in the mall by myself. So they were in the mall. My dad looks at me. He gives me a little bit of money. He's like, Matt, your mom and I are going to go shop at the store. I know you don't want to go shop or whatever. I, I don't remember. I was 13 or whatever at the time. And um, hey, just we'll meet you back here at this location at this time. Now, remember, there were no cell phones. There was no whatever at that time. So I went walk around the mall and uh, I finally had to go to the bathroom. So I made my way to the bathroom. And uh, while I was relieving myself, there were two young gentlemen in there and they were of different ethnicity than I am. One of them said, hey, man, what's up? And I got sarcastic with him. This is just something I said to everybody at the time. I'm not going to make myself sound innocent, but I said, the sky. I think I'm funny. I think I'm being witty. He took it as I was smack talking. I was being a jerk or whatever he thought. And uh, I'm standing up against the wall, a urinal to relieve myself. And he pushed me into the wall and I turn around and the guy decks me. Well, at that point, I'm scared. There's two of them. I'm trapped in a bathroom. My parents are nowhere to be found. I'm 13 years old. These guys are 16 or 17 years old. They're clearly taller, bigger, stronger than me. And I didn't know what was going to happen next. And so I ran out of the bathroom. I, I knew enough about how to maneuver out. And the one guy actually grabbed the other guy, kind of prevented him from continuing to come after me, which I'm quite thankful for. From my parents, I was shaking. We called the police. And here's the reason I tell that story. I could have let that situation in my life define, define the rest of my life. I could have chosen to look at people who are different than me and the way that these two young men were different than me the rest of my life, but I didn't. Why? Because I considered it 
as an opportunity to grow. One of the things my dad and mom said, well, we did call the police and we had the opportunity to press charges. We chose not to press charges. They actually found the young men and we let them go. And the reason we let them go is because my dad looked at me and said, I'm sorry this ever happened to you. I don't think you were ready yet to be alone, but Matt, this should be a good opportunity for a lesson for you. You thought you were being funny. You thought you were being witty, but really uh, you were being sarcastic to some people you don't know in a situation where honestly, you need to grow up. I was 13, but it was a hard truth I needed to learn. Now, why am I saying that? Well, that's not fair. That's not fair if you're a local police officer and you were here Sunday and you're feeling offended because you feel like you put your life on the line all the time to defend people on both sides. It's not fair if you're black and you grew up in a community where you feel like you're constantly racially judged and profiled and put in unsafe situations that have nothing to do with you, who you are and your character. That's not a fair comparison. And I get it because that's what experience does to us. Experience takes whatever we've gone through and puts it in a context for us. And so what I want to do is I want to take you through a quick Bible passage. And I want to show you what do we do with all these situations? Whatever you've experienced in life, what do we do with them? Because you can't change what happens to you, but what you can change is what you do with it, how you see it. Here it is. I'm going to read the passage and then I'll unpack the passage. James chapter one, verse two. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. What is James saying? Well, James is a half-brother of Jesus. He's a leader in the early church. He's watched his early contemporaries in the Christian faith be killed, run through with a sword, hung, stoned to death, uh, all because they believe in Jesus Christ. And what he's saying is to the other church who are scared, they are afraid for their situation, for their lives. He's saying, look, whatever you're going through, whatever the situation, whatever trial you're facing, go through it in faith. Because when we do this, whatever hardship is coming at us, what we're able to do then is God can use the pain and the terror of that situation. Instead of letting the pain and the terror define our lives, our faith will be the defining moment of our lives, that God is actually in the pain, shaping us, shifting us, defining our character and refining our character based on him. And what he says is when you do this, you'll become more mature. You'll become so mature that you'll become complete, it says. You ever feel incomplete? You ever feel not whole or broken? God wants to bring you to wholeness, and he does that through trials, through suffering, through pain. You can't go around it, can't go over it, can't go under it. You got to go through it because that pain is actually what shapes your life. But then notice this very next thing that James says. He says, In verse five, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Well, what does he say there? I think there's two major things. Number one, God wants to give you wisdom. So whatever trial you're facing, whatever hardship you're going through, whatever, and I'm sure it's real. I know it's real. Some of the emails I'm getting and conversations I'm getting, many of my black brothers and sisters, they feel so uh, heard by Sunday sermon. And some others, some of my white friends who've experienced things on the other side, some of my police officer friends who, who feel fear every single day, they feel at this moment unheard. And it's not that it's not real for every single group. It's all real. 
But as you're going through these trials and these tribulations, go through them in faith and hope and in love and trust that God is doing a work. And if you need wisdom, how do I act? How should I feel? What should I do? Seek the Lord and trust that what he leads you to, when it lines up with his word, I want to put that out there because CNN and MSNBC and Fox News, they've got a different message for you. They all want to point out, man, hot news right now, they make their money off it. Don't go there to find out what you should do. Turn to God's word, fall on your knees, seek his face and what he leads you to, trust it's from him. And when he leads you to it, trust it's from him. And don't doubt that it's from him. Have faith that what he's leading you to is from him. And when you do that, what you will find is your life starts to fall in place. Your character starts to grow. Your faith starts to grow and you start to become mature and complete in him. And I hope this is encouraging to you and a challenge to you. We'll see you next week. God bless.